Hey everybody, welcome to another show of Trail Tales ARP. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Sobon, and this is my running partner. Hi! What's your name? Sawyer! Sawyer Sobon. How old are you? Seven and a half! That's right, and Sawyer is currently training with me for his first virtual 10k run with We Run The North. And he's gonna get a medal, that's right. We haven't picked which uh, province or territory we're gonna run yet. But we're just doing some training. Sawyer, you've been running on the treadmill. Yeah, you've been doing good. Now we're running outside together. I love running outside. We're almost at two kilometers, buddy. And uh, yeah, so I just wanted to say hi for me and Sawyer before we get into our conversation with Thibaut Delacroix from Tasmania, all the way down under. He's doing some great things. We'll talk about his recent podium finish on a 50k ultra. Enjoy the show, everybody. Sorry, you guys. Run wild. Run wild. Run wild. From the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here. On Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Bonjour et bienvenue à Trail Tales ARP. Je m'appelle Sean Sobon. Aujourd'hui, uh, mon ami Thibaut Delacroix avec moi. <laughs> bienvenue, Thibaut. And that's all I got, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, sounds great. That, that, that was stretching my French speaking skills, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's an honor to have the nomad runner, BZH nomad runner, Thibaut Delacroix, currently in Australia and just coming off a podium finish in the 50K Ultra. And we're going to talk about that shortly. So Thibaut, uh, it's, it's great to, uh, to see you on the screen and to talk to you for the first time. We followed each other on Instagram for many for many months, I guess, since you were in Toronto anyways, and now you've been yeah. in Australia for a while. So um, yeah, introduce yourself to our to our audience here and let us know a little bit about yourself. Okay, just by my name is Thibaut, I'm from France. I've been traveling for the last six years around the, around the world and just been running and just developing a really a passion for running in these last six years. And now is almost only what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're living you're living a dream i think most people would say <laughs> yeah a lot of people say that because it's what they still they see you know on social media but you need to know traveling is not always good yeah I, I would i would imagine especially now with you know restrictions everywhere in the and you know the covert world that we're currently living in there's quarantine yeah. and everything but I mean, how long has it been for you since you've been home in France? Um, I've been a couple of times where, where, when I was in Canada. Just okay. while I've been where, two times for one month. But that's it, yeah. Okay. I try to not go back too much. It's too expensive. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, eh? So you are you are the nomad runner and, and you literally are the nomad because you're kind of bouncing around from country to country and spending time and running and it, it's really interesting. So I never had the chance to uh, to talk to you or meet up with you when you were in Toronto. But uh, let me ask, like, uh, how long did you spend in Toronto and how did and I guess the other question I have is how do you integrate yourself into the running community wherever you go? Do you have connections already before you travel or do you just meet people when you get there? Um, no, I've been for Toronto for two years. Yeah, two years. I arrived in 2018, I think. And yeah, now, basically, when I was running in Australia before, I tried to run with a crew and I didn't like it. I ran once with one crew, didn't like it, and I didn't run again. When I arrived in Canada, I was bored to be alone running. And I joined a crew with NTRC in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And from this time, from the first time I joined this crew, I was with them four days a week for two years. So it was, it was a different experience when you came to the crew in Toronto. Oh, uh, yeah. It was 
my experience as a crew in Australia was bad. And when I switched to another crew, just I've been loving it. And I make so many friends with the crew. It just, I almost never run alone after that. I always had someone with me. It was amazing. Interesting, interesting. What what was it about either crew that that you liked or that you didn't like with the one in Australia? What was was it just different personalities or just the way they were running? No, I'm. I think the the people who I run in Australia with the crew was great people. I think they we all share the same passion for running and everything. But it was more. We have one route. Everybody run and. You run at your own pace and you do you if you want to go fast and everything but the level between people was too much it was really slow people really fast and in the middle it was not that much people and it means if you're not in these two groups you run by yourself uh-huh. when i when i joined the crew in toronto the the rules it was no one left behind is basically we was all running together all the time after when we do speed workout yeah but when you do speed workout you just usually choose a partner and just run with them and train with them and everything okay and basically it was the same in toronto it was no one left behind you was never alone running with a group okay what, what was my first experience in australia and is what i didn't like basically yeah. Okay. So you. So this is your. How many times have you been in Australia now? Because you're there now. So this is the second time back. Yeah. 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 I. I was for two years in Australia. I left for two years in Canada, and now I just came back to Australia. Okay. Okay. Are you going to be coming back to Canada in the future? We love to. I didn't visit the West Coast. I only did the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I've never been to the West Coast either, so uh, that's a shame. This country is so big, you know, it's hard to hard to get around, you know. You, yeah. I've, I've been in Ontario and I've been to Quebec and uh, to Manitoba and that's it. So I need to go to both coasts myself. But yeah, yeah I have lots of mountains out West, right? So that would be some great <laughs> running. Is that. I want to go to see the mountain. I want to go to Vancouver and everything and all the national parks. Yeah. But now, didn't have the chance. Basically, I have a full road trip plane, and when COVID kicked, they cancel all my plan, all accommodation, renting oh, car, and everything. All been canceled. Yeah, yeah that, that must fact. have really impacted you quite, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. But, so speaking of the national parks, I just want to. My friends um, got to run racing podcast. They're up here in Dufferin County, where I am, so Orangeville, Orangeville area. And uh, they have a virtual series right now. It's uh, 12, 12 virtual runs. It's 10 Ks. And it, each run is uh, for a national park in the country and the medals. Um, I guess they connect like a puzzle piece. It's really cool. So you run oh, and then nice. you get all the, you can collect all the medals and it's all different national parks. So it's kind of neat. Uh, that is good. That is a great idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's, it's a pretty neat and unique idea. So it can give you like, you know, one thing a month if you want to do it and and go that yeah. way so yeah so they uh, covered all the provinces and the territories because i guess every everyone has a national park or several national parks that's what they did but yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's you know that's kind of neat you just um brought that uh, thought to mind when you mentioned the national parks in vancouver so Thibault, let's let's kind of get into our questions here and you know here's some of your answers so you know yeah. six years ago you started your travels um but let's go back to the beginning of of your running story when when did you start running and why did you start running? Ah, basically, when I was in England, because I've been living for two years in England. Okay. I was with a friend and we was young and we was partying a lot and everything. And at one point we was kind of bored to partying all the time and everything. And we start to jog together. We just, yeah, I think it was 2016, something like that. Okay. Yeah, 2016. And after that, I took a break. And when I arrived in Australia, I quit smoking. And I had a lot of spare time and everything. And is where I start really running intensively, I would say. Start running just two times a week, three times, four times. Okay. And one year after, I was signing for my first race. 
Okay. And what 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 was your first race? How how long did it you was, do It was it was 10k. It was Brunswick Bridge in 2018. Okay. Okay. Basic, basically, in Obart in Tasmania, where I live right now, is a big bridge because the, the city is on the two sides of the rivers. Okay. And you have the big bridge. The big bridge is going is an uphill for the first half of the race. Yeah. And down downhill for the second half. And that on 10k just you pass you spend basically 5k to go up 5k to go down oh wow, wow and that that's was a, my first time that's a good one so did you did you uh destroy yourself on the uphill or did you take it easy and then save yourself for the downhill no i the first time i did it i have no idea of what i was doing just just run and get fun yeah and this year i did back and I was going to get my PR on this year, or my 10K PR, basically. Nice, nice. That's very good. And I guess, you know, when you when you left Toronto, it was, uh, it was still winter time, and then you moved, you know, I think it was around winter. It was still cold here anyways. But uh, yeah, yeah. was it a big transition to go into the, to the humidity over into Australia and the heat? Yeah, basically, well, what's happened is uh, I live, Canada at the end of the summer and it was not really good weather. It starts to rain and a, a lot and everything. Yeah. Arriving in, in in Australia, it was beginning of um it was summer basically. And just I did just start to be cold to start to be hot. <laughs> yeah. In just 24 hours. And yeah. actually here after when I arrived in Tasmania in South Australia. Here is basically is a COVID-free state. They didn't have any active case for wow. the for the since, world time. Since the beginning, it, no no active cases. Not in Tasmania now. Wow. And here everything is open. Just basically when I step outside, people was out, running crew up and just every people run. I've been on the mountain cross so many people. I say, wow, <laughs> that is a good deal. <laughs> Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. They're they're just starting to open things up again here. You know, it's been open, closed, open, closed. So things are starting yeah. to, to open up again. And fingers crossed it stays that way and we continue to open because, you know, it, it's, it's tough. For you guys. Yeah, but yeah. You, you know about that just here, COVID-free from the beginning, but we have hand sanitizer everywhere in every shop. I'm working in hospitality. I have to wear gloves because we, we, we have customers from the other state. Sure. Just, you know, we, we do everything like almost, I want to say, everyone else. But yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, that just makes sense because even myself, like before COVID happened, I have two young children and, and in the wintertime, they're always sick. One gets sick, one's okay, then the other's sick and it's all winter long, back and forth, back and yeah. forth. So. I finally said, that's it. Like I got a big bottle of hand sanitizer. I put it at my front door. I put one in the kitchen. I put one in the family room. I said, everybody just exactly. wash your hands and try to keep it. And it made a bit of a difference um, the following winter anyway. So, you know, we were kind of ahead of the curve on that one, but that's the yeah. biggest thing, you know, I think is keeping the hands clean and, and uh, you know, it is what it is, but anyways, back to running. Cause we don't need to talk about all this COVID stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> So BZH Nomad Runner, I've always wondered what the BZH stood for. And you filled me in on that secret just before we started recording. But let's let the audience know, because if they follow you on Instagram, you've got quite an active account in your YouTube channel. So let everybody know what uh, BZH stands for. It's like I told you, BZH is a short term for Braze. Braze means Brittany in the dialect. And Brittany is a place where I'm from in France. Okay. You you ask everyone from Brittany, the people will write, the people from my place will write BZH everywhere, and they always carry the flag. Okay. There you go. That's <laughs> that's a mystery solved. Where where is Brittany in France? Is it a small town? Is it a big big city? I don't. I've never heard of it. So, Brittany Brittany is a state. Basically, is like a state. We have four regions inside. Oh, okay, and, uh, okay. It's it just between Normandy and Loire Atlantic. It's basically the point on the northwest. Okay, northwest of the country. Very good. Yeah, front of England. There you go. Awesome. Okay. And let's uh let's ask 
um, you know, you've been traveling the world for the past six years. So which countries have you been to and which ones have you run in? I guess you've run in every one you've been to, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where have you been dogs. so far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did England. I've been back in France quickly. Australia, New Zealand. I did New Caledonia. It's a small island in the Pacific. Uh, I did Peru, Bolivia, Canada, and wow. America. And America. Whereabouts in, in America? Las Vegas. Oh, no way. Las <laughs> Vegas. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I spent I spend my birthday in Las Vegas. Oh, there you go. And you actually did some <laughs> running there too, eh? Uh, no, no, no. I didn't run yeah. this one. I you know, you don't have there. to. You don't have to tell us, anyways. What happens in Vegas yeah. stays in Vegas. <laughs> but I walk a lot. I walk a lot in Vegas. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, um, Thibaut, you're you're a very strong runner, obviously, and you know, finishing on a uh, an ultra is a big accomplishment. But finishing on a podium in an ultra is even a bigger accomplishment. But let oh. me ask you. Um, you know, how long have you been running ultra? When was your first one? How did you kind of transition from, you know, running a 10K race to running, you know, ultra ultra marathons? Depends if we speak officially or non-official. Uh, let's give us the, give me, give me the real deal. Give me the inside scoop here. <laughs> All right. Because if we speak official on race events, this one was my first one. Okay. But you know what? I, yeah. For as, for as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, distance is distance, whether it's in a race or whether it's just out for a yeah. run, you do the distance. It's the same, you know, race day is a little bit more exciting. You get a medal and everything, but as far as I'm concerned, like if somebody goes out and runs 21.1 kilometers just for fun, it's still a half marathon, you know? Yeah. I'm so right let's, let's talk unofficial. Let's talk unofficial. All right. But basically I, when I was in Canada, I didn't really start training for everything. And I want to do step by step to reach my goal time on half marathon, on marathon. And when I reach that, I want to go to ultra. I did that for the first year, year for my first year in Canada. And when everything was done, I jumped ultra. I signed for the Sulfur uh, Spring Trail Race in Hamilton. Okay. And COVID kick and it's been canceled. And with a friend who I signed with for this race, we still say, okay let's do let's take the map of the race and let's do by, by self-supported basically and we've been and we did the five time 20k loop of surfer and we did the 100k in june last june oh wow so that's that's a that's a pretty big accomplishment did you spend a lot of time training for this yeah i train uh how many We'll say yeah, we, I trained just really five months for it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, for me, it's hard to find a training plan on the website to fit me properly. Yeah. It's meant I take one I like, and after I make my own one all the time. Okay. And now is what I did for this one. And we That's... did that with my friend. We did that in June. And after we did the 120K in October in Ganaraska Forest. Nice, nice. That's that's a great way to kind of go about things. I think too is you know as as athletes and runners, it's it's important to kind of learn um, what works for you and what doesn't, so you can take something and then and then modify it for yourself, and you can end up making your own plans just like you did. And I think I think it's there's a lot of power in that and obtaining knowledge and always learning, right? And going to different yeah. different people, and you know there's there's times to get a coach, there's times to kind of coach yourself, but. Uh, everybody's a little bit different so it's good to kind of see what works for you and what doesn't um i want to i want to know from your perspective what was the hardest part about running the first 100k you did the hard one because we start on the we start friday at 6 p.m to run all the night to skip the heat basically okay and we did that and we keep going and our goal was not to go back until the next night. For me, is the hardest point. When you run at night, you get the, you, the day and you have to go still running and the night coming back. That is what I try to escape. I don't want to do that. It's too hard mentally just to see a full day and go back at night just 
for me. I know that we, it's something we can make me quit the run and just yeah. So so it's... the rest it was, the rest is good. I I didn't have yeah. much problem. I think we was well prepared. Okay, so physically you were feeling okay. It was just the the mental aspect of running through the night and then seeing the day yeah. and then and then doing night again. It just messes with your head, eh? Yeah, it's for that we start early the day, the Friday, or late on the Friday to run all night and a part in the day and just be done. Yeah, kind of, kind of get the hard part over with first through the night, eh? Exactly. Yeah. Because after yeah. you know just and as well we did hundred k on the twenty k loop. It's been just you always come back by the same point. You always come back close to the car. And it's yeah. so hard. The car is here. Why you don't jump in the car and go home after 20k, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so true. It's so and, true. And you know, the, the first loop is good. Second loop is good. Third, start to be tired. And after, you know, you have two again. And just that is mentally so hard. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, it's, uh, it's so true. And that's why when I do like a long run, um, I try not to go by my house because it's like, there's my yeah. house, I'm done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's the best to do A point, point A to point B, but it's yeah. not always uh, possible. Yeah, I usually like if I'm going to do a long run, I just go go out till I'm halfway through the distance and I turn around and come back and I know yeah. when I get to my house, I'm, I'm finished. Exactly. You cannot quit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. So let's let's talk about your first official ultra run now this so this was called the the gone nuts 50k this was in in tasmania yeah okay so um tell us about the race like you know tell us all about it like where you learned up did you run with anybody what did you like about it what what would you have changed like give us the whole experience if you can is basically is a big event you have different distance you have 100k 75k 50k and 25k okay it's further and you always run along the coast and you have some of small mountain and everywhere and everything and the race is amazing the route is amazing i the landscape all the view you have is you cannot be tired of the view, you know. It's not same like if you're in the middle of the forest, you see always the same tree. And no, it's always different. Every, I would say, every part of the race is different and is really, really, really nice. After you have different start time for each distance. And when you start at six, the 100K and the 50K start at six o'clock in the morning. It means you start at night. And the sunrise is at seven. If you can reach one of the top of the mountain for the sunrise, <laughs> your mortal just is on top because it's so beautiful. You have the sunrise on the sea. You have all the mountain around of you and everything. And it's really, really, it's really, really amazing race for, for view and everything. If you're just here to run and enjoy yourself, just it's amazing race to do for that. Wonderful. I can I can only imagine what that view would look like on the top of the mountain watching the, the sunrise over the ocean. Oh, just beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no, it just really just I at some point I I know I was in good position. It's for that I was pushing, you know, I was trying to go faster and everything. But at some point it was so beautiful. I stopped, take picture quickly and just keep <laughs> running. Because you don't want to miss it, you know. It's not because you're in the race or anything, you want to miss what you came basically at the beginning, you know. Yeah. How because were you... I was not ex... go ahead. Go I ahead. was not expect I was not expected racing this race. Basically, right. when I start in the morning, I got a late entry. I have a friend who sang. And he's, he injured himself. Uh, he saw me in Montreal. Me, when I've been in the morning, I was here. Just, no, I just come to run, enjoy. and just I'm not here to race or anything. And after 6K, he's at the, I overtake one, day, uh, one guy. And I understand I was in, what, fourth position. And front of me was one girl. And he was one guy on a team, on a, on a relay. And this is where I understand, oh, I'm in good position. I will start racing now. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you answered my question because I was going to ask, you know, did you did you enter this race like with ambitions to kind of get to the podium? But you just answered. So you were just out there to have a fun run and, and enjoy the scenery. And then all of a sudden you, you realize, hey, I, I've got a I've got a chance here. I'm in a good spot. So you 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 switched mindset. Yeah. Basically, when I when I was running, I arrived behind the first girl. And uh, the first girl called Jessica is, a, is someone with who I run in Obart, with the running crew who I run now. And basically, I know she was here to win the race. You know, she was racing. And I arrived on her back and I raced for me. And I run maybe 10 to 11K with her. And it's where I understand. Say, oh, she's here for the win. I saw her starting with a, piggy, with a lead group. And there was what? four people five people in the leading group i already overtook one i am on her back and is where I, my mind said oh you're in the lead group now speed <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so you must have been feeling good though coming into this race i guess like training had been good your body's feeling good coming into this yeah yeah i i actually didn't train really for try run because the week before the weekend before I was doing a road race and it was my main goal for the beginning of the year. It was that. It was this 10K. It was to get my PR. It means the three months before that, I've been running on road and speed training, a lot of speed training. And I arrived on this race. Just, I guess my speed training was here. I've always been running try for what the last two years now. Yeah. And I, I guess it was just good feeling, good time and just say, okay. When, when I understand I was in the leading group, I say, okay, let's go. But yeah, yeah it was well, amazing. <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. So with, with, the, with this course, was there like, how much elevation did you have to deal with? You know, it sounds like there was obviously some mountains, some beautiful scenery. Uh, yeah, I don't know the elevation because <laughs> like I say at the beginning, I was here to just to run. I didn't trained for this race i didn't check anything i didn't know the route i didn't check anything about <laughs> it just i've been following just the, the orange flag everywhere that's it yeah, yeah. Uh, the elevation i don't know i think it was around of thousand meter i think it was not okay. that much but okay. thousand yes i think it was that thousand meter around of 50k just because basically you go up on the mountain and after you just stay basically up you have some rolling Bad, but it's not that much and after you're going down and just you finish in the city and that's it awesome so what was going through your mind when you realized you you finished and you were on the podium what what was that experience like for you i i finished when i passed the line just i asked one one of the the guys the volunteer say oh how many people arrived before me and he don't want to tell, tell me, you know, he'd say, oh, a couple of them. And just, I was there, just say, okay, just. And I was wondering what's happened. And one guy arrived after me and he told me just, oh, you get the podium. Say, I don't know. He said, yeah, because I was in third position and you overtake me just 10K before. Say, this means if you finish with no one in front of you, you're third. Say so, okay, I'm third, <laughs> and uh, I learned it like that, and it was really good. Oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah, again, big congratulations to you for that because, and, like I said earlier, just getting to an ultra and and finishing it is is big deal, right? And then yeah. to get get onto the podium, man, that's that's a that's a rare thing. So that's amazing, man. Speaks to speaks to your talent, and I think you know, doing all that speed work you were doing for your 10k, um, obviously paid off for you on this thing. Something was clicking awesome. for you. Oh yeah, yeah, it definitely paid off. Yeah, I think just I think to keep going now, just speed workout at least once a week, just to improve. Yeah, good, good idea. It's always good to to have a have a, a good balance of you know your LSD runs and then your speed work. Yeah. It's, it's always important to incorporate that. So let me ask you, what was uh, what was your time like to get you to third place for the fifty k? I finished in four hours and fifty eight minutes. Yeah. C'est bon. <laughs> C'est bon, ça. <laughs> That's really good, man. Congratulations. 
You all know how I love to run with Piper the Wonder Dog. Her safety and health are my number one priority when we're out on the trails together. And that's why I've been giving Piper Big Country Raw's all-natural joint support supplements since she was a pup. Trail Tales ARP is happy to provide you with a discount code for 10% off your order at bigcountryraw.ca. Thrive Joint Support Supplement contains MSN, glucosamine, and chondroitin, which help Piper's joints stay healthy by reducing inflammation and pain. It also provides the building blocks for reducing cartilage and provides increased cushioning for joints by drawing water into the canine joint cartilage. Big Country Raw has an enormous selection of supplements that help promote and maintain digestive health, skin and coat health, and joint support. They also carry a wide variety of all-natural raw pet food and treats. Big Country Raw products are all Canadian made and use pasture-raised and free-range animals sourced from farmers and processors that abide by safe and ethical standards of care. All fish used are caught in the wild and the vegetables and fruits are all certified organic. Big Country Raw is currently only available in Canada and can ship your order to your door. Some restrictions apply. Visit bigcountryraw.ca and use the code TRAILTALES, one word, to receive your 10% discount today. Run wild! With your time now in Australia, what are your future um, running plans, specifically, I guess, for Ultra? I know you like you like the 10K, you hit your PR there, so that's, that's, a, check, that's a check mark. I, I'm done with the 10K now. You're done with the 10K. You got it, and you're happy, and finished now. So, is it? Are you just gonna focus primarily on ultra distances now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm planning to do my first 100 mile in July. Is a uh, we we are lucky here in Tasmania. Every July, uh, this year I think it's 15, 16, and 17 of July, we have the Tassie Tri Fest. Is a festival of trail running. Okay. And you have all distance, just 100 mile, 100k, 80k, I think, and 50k, 25. All the distance here is open to everyone and just is all the brand of, you know, just the uh, clothing and the running gear and everything come yeah. and just uh, they have a stand you can come with a crew you can come alone you can do relay it's a big big festival it's very good that sounds awesome so what's that what's that going to look like for you do you, are you making plans you're going to have a crew with you you're going to set up your I, like what's your strategy here i uh, is uh, i like to plan by myself okay i like to plan you know to do the race but to plan everything by myself i want to make my my food i want to to fill up my bag i just to get the end is always nice but i will not feel comfortable to have anyone to do it i like some people when they help me but i cannot just ask anyone i don't really like that because yeah my expectations are maybe not the same for someone else and i cannot yell on the people i can yell on me if i make a mistake but not to the people you know yeah. <laughs> i don't want i don't want just it's for that i in general plan everything by myself yeah and if i have someone to help me is in general my partner she she helped me a lot okay perfect so you like to keep a um, a small circle around you when you're planning for these things and keep everything under your control. And that makes sense because that way, if it, like you said, if it doesn't go the way you want it to, there's nobody to blame but yourself. Is, is that. And, you know, just when you're a neutral runner, you know, at one point, your, your brain will be tired. You know, yes. you can train for it, but you will be tired at one point. And it's so easy to just be angry for nothing. Yes. <laughs> when you're tired, just is I don't want to be this person for for my friend. Basically, just I prefer keep my friends separate and blame myself if something go wrong. You know. Fair. You'll you'll keep your friends a lot longer that way. I think if you stick to <laughs> yeah, that. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, so let me ask. Um, you know, with, with all the countries you've been running in and, and everything and, and these ultras now that you're running in, is there a dream race that if you could pick one race that you'd like to do, um, is there one of those out there for you? And which one would that be? Mm. I, 
I have the dream race. It will be a common answer, but I will love one day in my life to do the Barclay Marathon. Oh, yes. Not, not because it's a popular race, not because everyone speaks about it, but because it's a challenge on yourself. They, and what I like in this one is they don't do that for money or anything, you know, just your entry fee is what, $1.20, something like that, is only 40 participants every year. But it's really this challenge, you know, to see if I can train my body to do this 40K loop five times in the cut of time, basically. Yeah. And yeah, we'll really like. After, in the, I will say, normal race, I will love to do the Western States. Perfect. And, you know, it's, it's interesting you pick the, the Barkley Marathon. I think it's, it just finished or it's going on right now. I think it just finished, no, right? Finished, yeah. Yeah. It was last weekend. Last weekend, that's right. But I think that that uh, that event really um, speaks to the spirit of what ultra running is, because like you said, you know, you're not doing it for the prestige or anything like that. It's just for the challenge to see what your limits are and if and if you can do it right. And I think when when people get into running, um, they they like to see what they can do. And a lot of people start off they just run run two kilometers and say, hey, can I do five? Can I do ten? And then it kind of grows. And then when you get into the realm of of ultra running, it's like, wow, these distances are huge. Can my body do that? Can my mind handle it? And that's that's a great answer. I really I really like that. I really appreciate and, that. And the thing I like to in because I'm I'm on social media. I post every day almost and everything. Yeah. But on this one. You don't have GPS. You cannot. You cannot have GPS on your phone. You cannot have your the map on your watch or anything. You're by yourself in the middle of the forest for this time. Yeah. The only thing you can have is a compass and the copy of the map they have at the beginning, and that's it. And you go by yourself. It's not only physically challenged. Your brain needs to be at hundred percent all the time. You have to find your way. If you take the wrong way, you're disqualified. You know is simple just is really just i feel like is one of the race or is a personal challenge more or anything else and yeah i would love to do it one day just to see if i'm able or not you know yeah no i think that's i think that's a great goal to have man and maybe uh, fingers crossed for you that you get to experience that one day that would be awesome <laughs> but if he if lays listens the podcast i'm okay to get an entry uh, for the next yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's right <laughs> oh man yeah that would that would be pretty good um so let me ask so where where are you going next which country are you going to next like how long are you in australia for and where are your plans all right 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 now, I just start my um, application for my uh, permanent residency in Australia. Nice. It means I will try to stay in Australia for the next few years, I will say. But yeah, for the moment, I'm in Tasmania and I will try to go on the mainland after, around yeah. Perth. And okay. yeah, just Perth is great city with great running community. And they have a lot of ultra around this looking a great place for me oh that's great i've actually got some relatives in melbourne um actually it's another uh his name is ben he was on the show he's a uh, he's married to my sister-in-law's sister-in-law if you want to make mm. sense of that but anyways he's an ultra runner as well so i've been having some conversations with him so real good guy his name's ben and um if you ever get up to the mainland i know perth is perth far from melbourne i don't know my job yeah 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 he's on the other side this one is on the east side and Perth West. Okay, yeah. You also have to check out uh, the running podcast with Coach Jeff. He's in Brisbane, and uh, you can catch him on there. He's all good yeah. stuff running. He's he's the first podcaster I've ever listened to. I have a good relationship with him, but uh, I'll have nice. to get down to Australia one day. <laughs> Whenever. <laughs> I know it's it's on it's on my bucket list. Give me a call. We will go for a run. Oh man, I would love that. I would love that. That would be great. Oh man. So that's great. Yeah. Hopefully you get the permanent residency and then you get to stay there and, yeah. and, and, and just keep running man and, and hitting all these goals and end I up in the, I the try. yeah, absolutely. I will try. I will try. Absolutely. Is, it, is one thing I would love to do as well. I 
already checked. Yeah, round of twelve, they have they have couple of uh, backyard ultra. Okay. And yeah, that I think in the next couple of years, I think is I will try myself on it too. Yeah, those those have really that, taken off recently. Eh? The backyard ultra. Yeah. Yeah, that is really popular at the moment, but it's no no intasy for the moment. But yeah, I will try. I will try around after I know it's one. That would be good. That would be good. Um, let me ask you, Thibaut. So let's say you had a time machine and you could go back and talk to yourself when you first started running, and you know, with all these experiences you've had now and knowing what you know now, what advice would you choose to give yourself? Um. Ah, that is a good question. And I think I will do more cross training. Mm. I will just advise myself to do more cross training. I What I didn't do at the beginning, at the beginning, I was just running, running, running. And I got a couple of injuries. And I think if I was starting to do cross training when I start running, I will not get this injury. My knees have been painful, shoulders need been painful a lot of places like that more where you know you have movement repetitively movement on it and everything and i think if you do some gym or bike or, or swimming or stuff like that i think you can just avoid so many injuries oh wow and you know that's that's really good advice that's a great answer i think uh, you know i completely agree with you when i first started running myself it was just running and you know i just kind of felt uh, myself just felt kind of out of balance, you know, I felt like, yeah, I can run forever. Conditioning is good, but my, my body itself feels weak and yeah, aches and pains. And, you know, for myself, cross training was just like body weight exercise, push-ups, sit-ups, calisthenics, whatever. Right. Like things like that, but yeah, cycling is great. Swimming is great. What kind of things do you do for cross training yourself? Uh, Yeah. I bought a nice road bike and I bike almost every day. I almost do 10 K every day almost. Nice. And I do gym as well. I'm going, yeah, maybe one or twice a week to the gym, do some weightlifting and everything. And and I do a lot of, you know, just mobility workout and try to just get knees, ankle and hips pretty strong. Nice. For try running, I, I guess, is the best. Yeah. I. It sounds like you have a pretty balanced approach and... Uh... I think everything you're doing is obviously paying off with the podium finish on the 50k. So you keep that up, man. You got the you got the secret sauce going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I know. Is is what what I did, and because is what I was saying at the beginning all the time. I make my own training plan. I take the base, and after I make my own round of that. And for the moment, everything been working all the time. I put a goal time on any race or everything i did it it was That's amazing just, i didn't basically have failed i never failed on my goal my personal goal and just yeah. i i guess what i do i don't know if my goal are not high enough or something like that but for the moment i didn't fail on any of my running goal i put to myself that's amazing and you know i wouldn't say you know questioning whether your goals are not high enough or not i mean obviously you know you're working towards these goals and it's not easy it's still hard work to to obtain those goals but you make a a very good point where when you are doing goal setting it's it is important to know yourself intimately and what your limitations are so you can set realistic goals not easy goals but stuff that's realistic and obtainable still you know you can shoot for the moon and you can miss and then that can be really um crushing really if you don't get it and you had you know i wanted to do something that that you're just not capable of but if you know like if i work really hard i can get x y or z and you set that goal if you do the work if you do the work then you'll you'll get it right so and yeah i I know as well just you know just um i think i'm ready for it i know i will fail at one point i know when i will have my plan and it will not work and i will fail it can be a dnf it can be just injuries or anything else but i don't know how i will react with that because <laughs> it didn't happen yet but yeah. <laughs> it will happen i'm not just fine yeah it's, well, it's, it's I, important I guess, that you realize I, yeah you know I guess, I guess it's normal i get i think you 
you have to learn a lot about this fail and i i'm almost waiting for this fail because i know after that i will be stronger yeah yeah absolutely can't agree more with you on that one um you know it's the, you have two choices when you when you fail or when you stumble and that's either you know give up and walk away or you just get back up and you work harder and train harder and you learn you learn for, from the mistakes and and you and you improve right is that yeah 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 so i know we're kind of getting you know near the near the end of our time here Thibaut, but i need to ask you um about your youtube channel it's got a pretty uh pretty catchy catchy tune at the beginning it's almost like what do they call it like in like an earworm because i get it stuck in my head it's like this is why i run this is why i run, is why I, run. I love it. is that you doing that or is that somebody else yeah no i i do the the, the interviews the video and everything yeah uh, the gym the jingle is one of my friends in France who do music and I, send him a message. Okay. I did a jingle with a, this sentence in make me something and he just threw me that and I that, love it it's it's good man because the first time I heard it was stuck in my head all day long <laughs> so, <laughs> is that I want, is that I want? <laughs> <laughs> that's good it's good so yeah so you have yeah. these videos you 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 put some on your um Instagram but you have a YouTube channel too so tell us about that and and tell us about why you started these little interviews with with different runners but basically when I start running and I was by myself in Australia I have so many questions, you know, just same like any beginner, I guess. And I have no one to ask this question. When I arrive in Canada, I already have maybe a year and a half of running behind me by myself. And I meet some beginner who was asking me questions. And I find a lot of similar questions of what I had when I was beginner. And after just I keep running and something or I wondering when I run and I cross someone on the path, I like, I want to know what is him motivation, what is him running habit, why is he here today at eight o'clock in the middle of the mountain, you know, yeah. just I want to know this kind of thing. And it's for that I start to create this video. Now I try to adapt a little bit the question to each people. And basically, yeah, just I send a list of questions, people send me the answer by, by video. Yeah. I ask in general just around a 30 second video and after I make a full video with all the answers, the question and I publish that and it's really interesting to know or if I do French and English at the moment but yeah last time I published one French guy who just come back from an injury when he was young he been he have an accident on motorbike and now he's an ultra runner you know just there's a lot of everyone have different story different motivation and he's really for me, it's interesting to know what's what is behind everyone. Yeah, it, it's great to hear other people's stories and their motivations and what and what drives them to run. I've I've been enjoying the the videos you've been putting up too. So keep it up, Thanks. man. Yeah, they're they're great. They're great. So now um, we need to have you one day. Hey, I, I I'd do that for you for sure, man. That would be great. <laughs> That's good. Set <laughs> it up, man. I'll I'll do it for sure. Um, so <laughs> yeah, for sure. So where can, where can our listeners find you on social media and where can they get your YouTube channel? What's the best way to, to reach out to you? Um, you can find on, um, on Instagram is, but the name is BZH Nomad Runner and on Facebook is BZH underscore Nomad Runner. Okay. That is my two main platform and the, all the YouTube video are published via the Facebook page. Okay, perfect. So Facebook, I have to add you on Facebook. I've got you on Instagram, but I didn't do the Facebook yet. So I'll have to yeah. you'll see you're me tonight. The, if, if you're going on the Facebook page, all the, every time I publish a YouTube video, I, pu I, I share the link on the Facebook page. Perfect. So that's the best way. Then Facebook is the best way to get all your stuff. Yeah. And I awesome. try to get a website soon, but we'll see. All right. Very good, my friend. So before we do go, I just want to do a few uh, rapid fire questions. I, I stole this from my friends, uh, Norm and Jody, who do the God of Run Racing podcast. So I have to, okay. I have to, I have to give them the credit for this, but just a, just a quick few questions here. So um, what, what are your favorite trail shoes to run in? Salomon Speed Cross 4. Perfect. Um, do you have a favorite color of shoe to wear? 
Black. Black. <laughs> Very good. Um, you've been you've been to Australia, you've been to Canada, England, um, other places. Do you prefer running in winter time or in the in the summer heat? Winter. Winter. Me too, actually. It's weird. But, yeah, uh, I love the cold. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. And what is what is your um, favorite um, post-run indulgence? What do you like to treat yourself to after a nice long run? A beer, for sure. A beer? Very good. You know, that's, that's the number one answer. I don't even know if anybody's answered anything other than beer. <laughs> you have everything inside water, you have hope, and everything is yeah. calorie, everything exactly. is in. Exactly. I even heard uh, in the movie uh, Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger, the old bodybuilding movie, he said there's more nutrients in beer than there is in milk. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's six-time Mr. Olympia saying that. Uh, Thibaut, that's all I got for you, man. It's It's been a pleasure to talk to you. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and, and share your Thank stories. You and oh, absolutely, man. We'll have to do it again sometime. And yeah, man, just, just hit me up if you want me to, to let you know why I run. This is why I run, and I'll do that for sure, man. <laughs> of course, we will do that. Okay, Thibaut. Well, listen, I hope you have a great day, my friend. Uh, Thank au you. Revoir. <laughs> and au we'll revoir. talk. We'll talk again, my au friend. Revoir. Merci beaucoup. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye. Trailtales ERP now has a brand new YouTube channel. You can head over there through our website and check out all our latest videos. And please don't forget to subscribe. If you could also leave us a review on wherever you get our podcast from, that would be greatly appreciated. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP. And you can also join our Strava running group at Trailtales ARP. Thank you so much for your continued support. Run wild.